What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I am your host, Connor Duffy. Hope everybody's having a great day. Um, something that is on my mind is everybody when they first get clean, it's almost like it's almost like all addicts and alcoholics, we get this similar thought of, hmm. I wonder if I can drink again, or I wonder if I can, you know, use, use drugs that weren't my drug of choice. It is such a common thought, um, happens all the time. And it's actually, it's kind of unusual if these thoughts don't occur that if someone has a problem with heroin or meth or Coke, whatever the case may be, and didn't necessarily have a problem with drinking they it's very normal to have these thoughts oh, i wonder if i could drink someday you know or or like can i what if i just go to the bar and have a few you know even though it wasn't my drug of choice or if you were a heavy drinker um and you and you think about you know what if i can what if i could just do uh take a couple pills here and there, or it wouldn't hurt if I smoked some bud. And, you know, all I really got to say is, listen, recovery is not cookie cutter. It doesn't look the same for everybody. And, you know, I'd be lying if I said that it was, because it certainly isn't. And there are people that are definitely capable of harm reduction. So in other words, some people maybe have an oxy problem or a heroin problem. And, you know, they they get sober from that, they're in recovery from heroin. But maybe they smoke a little bit of weed, you know, here and there, or maybe a lot, you know, and, and because it's a lot better than heroin. And this was not the case for me, I could not practice harm reduction, because I'm an all or nothing type of person, there's just no other way around it. When I put a substance in my body that is mind altering, like, you know, any type of drug, I'm not talking about caffeine or anything like that. I've never, I've never drank a cup of coffee and been like, Ooh, I want to get high now, you know, but, but when I, when I use a substance to get high, to alter my state of mind, I'm, I go all out. There's no in between for me, you know, and, and there are some people that, like I said, use harm reduction um, in their recovery. Here's the thing. It's very tricky to figure out what type of person you are. <laughs> it's, you can't possibly know. You really can't possibly know until, until you give it a shot. And so that's why I, I don't ever recommend people. Um, I'm definitely not going to recommend if you had a problem with dope, to, to, yeah, you can go to the bar and have a few because I've seen it time and time again that people just try to go and, and have a good time at the bar. They go to a party, they're at a social event, they just have a couple drinks, maybe they get a little tipsy, whatever the case may be, and then the next weekend it happens again. And then slowly but surely, this manifests into um, going back to your drug of choice. You know, and it's just a very blurry line. You really don't know what type of person you are in particular until you have experienced this yourself. 
I know I've talked about this before. Matter of fact, this, I might have spoken about this on the last podcast or maybe an episode or two before this. But I remember when I relapsed um, when I was 19, my full intent, I was hanging out with old friends and, and you know, I my full intent was to just smoke bud. That was it. I did not have any preconceived ideas of, of using, um, heroin or pills or anything like that, you know? And, and I just, I just wanted to relax a little bit. I was just, you know, I was with an old familiar crowd and just kind of wanted to, uh, take the edge off a little, you know, to be able to relax. And I was able to relax for about five minutes before I was trying to get heroin. Literally, I'm not even exaggerating. It was, it was probably five minutes. Um, like I said, I'm an extreme case, but the major, I would say way, there's a lot more people that are like me, um, compared to the amount of people that can, can successfully use substances without it triggering the thought or the want to go back to their other drug of choice. And the reason for this is a lot of us. The truth of the matter is, is that we start with weed or we start with alcohol or, you know, cigarettes. We start with point A, you know, and eventually we end up at at point Z. And why is this? Why does this occur? Well, for a lot of us, we simply just want more. And until we end up finding something that we actually enjoy and that we actually like. Now, while I'm saying this, I also don't want people to assume that, I, you know, I don't like the gateway conversation. You know, I don't think I don't think weed or, or is or even alcohol, for that matter, in moderation is a, is a big, bad thing. The problem is, is I don't <laughs> I don't have the capability of using it in moderation. I know plenty of people that aren't addicts that can smoke butt a little bit here and there, and it's not an issue, you know. And that's and that's fucking great, you know. <laughs> like that's that's cool. I've got no I've got no issue with that. I'm not like matter of fact. I think I mean there's many benefits to to uh, to marijuana in the sense of what it can do medically for people that are using it for the right reasons as far as hemp and what it can do for the economy and all that. Listen, I'm, I'm all for that. That's like all good, you know, but there is a fine line. Like I said, when it comes to people like you and I that have an issue with getting high, it's a very tough, it's a tricky balance, you know, and more times than not, we fall off the beam. You know, it's like, it's like, okay, if you were a person that really, really struggles with eating healthy, you know, and and keeping the weight off, you know, maybe, maybe you gained a lot of weight in in a, in a certain amount of time, and you really struggle with keeping a balance in your diet because once you start to eat certain foods you can't stop you know <laughs> like for me I'm a chocolate fiend it's it's ridiculous you know I, I literally have to stay away from chocolate for long periods of time because I will just I will just devour chocolate it's just insane but 
but my point here is so if you're trying to stay away from specific foods right like chocolate yodels high sugar high sugary foods you know what i'm saying but and you started with twinkies at one point in your life and you ended up eating uh over excessively other things it's kind of like you trying to go back to the twinkies while keeping a balanced diet you know and that is very difficult to do once you crack open the door and you and you know you have an addictive personality you know you have an issue with a certain uh, food group i'm using for this example you know it is very hard to to try to go back and do this in moderation and if you really think about it it's like why do we think like this why do we why do we need to have a good time with getting high or getting drunk like what is it that we're trying to accomplish this is really important you got to think about why am i having these thoughts i know for myself i wouldn't really i wouldn't consider myself an alcoholic i really wasn't like the dry goods were, were mostly my thing i i mostly you know i i got high that was the, that was the majority of my problems but at the same time when i drank i drank like an alcoholic i did not drink to like have one or two <laughs> or to like you know get a little buzz like what the fuck is a little buzz i i i never in my life i've never in my life experienced a little buzz with anything with anything like I swear to God, if I knew that there was only a little bit available, like if I if I hit up a, my, one of my plugs or something like that, and and I couldn't get the amount that I needed or wanted, I was making other phone calls. It was no good to me. You know what I'm saying? I did not use to kind of like feel good. You know, <laughs> you know, to feel a little good here and there. That's that's not how I operated. You know, so. When you try to reverse engineer yourself and the way that you, you're using patterns, if you want to call it that, it's like, good luck, man. Some people, some people can use harm reduction, like I said, but it's just more times than not, uh, I've seen people fail miserably, you know? And then they're like, damn, why did I, why did I even take this shot? Like, why did I even risk it? What was I trying to accomplish? And that's what I'm trying to ask you, you know, if you get these thoughts of, Oh, you know, I just, I want to have a drink here and there. My problem was heroin. My problem was meth. Or more, you know, more in particular, my problem was Coke. And I used to drink a lot. And now maybe I think I could drink a little bit. Like you got to, you got to seriously think about this. For most people, people who are doing cocaine in particular, I mean, drinking goes hand in hand with that. But I see it all the time where people are, you know, people message me all the time, bro. How can I go out and have a drink without wanting to do coke? And I'm like, well, I mean, did you do did you did you do a lot of cocaine while you were drinking? And they're like, yeah, bro, all the time. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's your answer, dude. If you want to stay away from cocaine, you need to stay away from alcohol. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's um, 
it's not rocket science, but I'm, and I'm not judging because I've been there. You know what I'm saying? I'm really not judging. Uh, I, uh, I do. I totally get it. It's just very funny when you look at how the addictive mind works. We all do this shit and it's baffling. You know, it's like, why do we get so obsessed with altering our minds? Why do we need to feel like, okay, why do you have to feel like you need to go out with your buddies to have one or two drinks to have a good time? What, you can't do something else? What is the point of having one or two? You know what I'm saying? I got to look at this shit like it's skull and crossbones, you know? Like, for me, I can look at things in a neutral way, right? Like, I've been clean for, for a little while now. And and I do not, like I said before, I do not look at weed as, like, a, a, a bad thing for everybody. Because it's not. You know what I'm saying? There's many positives to it. There's many pros to it. However, to people like me, that shit is... I look at that like it's a bag of dope, which I know sounds silly, but for me, it is like, sure. I'm sure that maybe I can go a little bit of just smoking. I'm sure of it, you know, maybe for a little while, maybe I'd relax a little bit here and there, but what's the end game? Where is this going to end up going for me without it, without a doubt, it's going to end up with me getting a bag, you know, a few bags at the very least at some point. I don't know when. I can't tell you when that transition is going to come, but I have more confidence in that happening than it not happening. And that is all that matters to me. You know what I'm saying? That's all I need to know. I got to be honest with myself. And the truth is that a lot of times we don't feel comfortable in our own skin, you know, in order to, in order to be our sober selves. And this is very common in the beginning, of course, you know, we get high for a long time for a lot of different reasons. But at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is the per a person who is comfortable in their own skin and knows who they are and loves themselves, they are not going to be shooting heroin. They are not going to be uh, drinking vodka every single night. And, and they're not going to be doing lines of blow all the time. You know what I'm saying? Or it could even be the person that just smokes bud, but they have a problem with bud. That, that, dude, I get more DMs. I get more messages and DMs about weed than anything else. And it's not even close. It's not even close. I mean, the amount of po uh, people that are struggling with bud is unbelievable. You know, so this is why I say these things like everybody's situation is different. You know, it's just very tricky, man. Our minds, the way that we think cannot be trusted in, in the beginning, like specifically in the beginning, in the first 90 days to a year, seriously, of, of, uh, of our recovery. And this is with us working on ourselves. This is with us actually putting in the work. And taking guidance from other people and working on our character defects and trying to become better. 
even then, even then in the first 90 days to a year, a year easily, we cannot trust our own way of thinking. It is way too risky. It's way too risky. This is why I always tell people, man, you got to get a support network. You got to get people that you that you really connect with and that you really trust. And I don't care how you do it. Hire a recovery coach. Go to AANA meetings. Go go to treatment, you know? Whether you go to rehab inpatient and then when you get out, you go to outpatient. Whatever the case is, um, getting a therapist, but I do not just recommend getting a therapist and then not working on yourself. Uh, <laughs> what was blasting in that car? I can't stand. I can't stand that music. But uh, but um, anyway, I don't recommend. I think I think a lot of people need therapy, uh, specifically people with um, addiction issues and stuff. But I don't recommend that being the only thing to try to combat this, you know, because to be honest, a lot of therapists, they have no clue. They don't know their ass from their elbow as far as addiction goes from, from personal experience. And that's not a knock on them. It's really not. It's just when you haven't lived it and you haven't experienced it yourself, it's very hard. One, it's very hard to give direction if you haven't been there before and you haven't experienced it. You can read all the textbooks you want, but um, when when you haven't been in these spots, it's just you just don't know how it works. You don't know how the mind works from a personal level. You know, it's kind of like you could teach someone how to row a boat, but you know, because you read all the books about it. But until you've done it yourself, uh, don't talk to me about it. You know. You don't know how to row anything until you did it yourself. <laughs> and and from a client set, um, standpoint, if you know that your therapist hasn't been through it, then how are you going to take direction from that? You know, that's the one thing I love about people that have been through addiction, people that have been have walked down this this road before is we are uniquely qualified. You know, once we get sober and once we've been there, even if you're not sober, you can connect with people on just a totally different wavelength, you know, where it might be the one of the very few things that you have in common with somebody, but you know exactly how they've lived, how they've operated for a while. And there's a lot to be said about that, you know? So, um, like I said, you know, if, if you're going to therapy, that's fantastic. I'm not trying to take anybody away from that, from that route, but that should be supplemented with, meetings or a recovery coach or something else, you know, outpatient, whatever the case may be, just, just, you got to find your tribe. You know, you got to find your tribe. It's very important. You know, um, it's just very, you know, it's very funny because this is one of the most common questions that I, that I get. Um, whether you, you know, whether I'm on live on TikTok or, or it's a message or an email or something, it's, you know, people get obsessed with this idea of, well, you know, if drugs were my issue, can I just drink a little or vice versa? Or can I switch the, you know, can I switch the drugs I was doing. And if you really want to get sober and you really want your life to change, that is not a top priority type of question. You know what I'm saying? I would really focus on you for a long time, for a while, and, and try to live a different life without the use of substances, 
to me, this is me. You could ask a hundred different people what recovery looks like for them or what sobriety looks like in their mind. And I would have given you a way different answer eight years ago. But today, if you were to ask me, what, what does recovery look like? Or what does it mean to me? And to me, it's simply peace of mind. It's freedom. It's freedom from self. You know, I'll never forget what it was like when I was getting high on a daily basis and I was a slave to my own fucking thoughts. That is like the lowest of lows. When you feel like you literally do not have a choice in how you operate, how you navigate through life and how you look at things and how your mindset is. Bro, when you get clean and you get to experience peace of mind after really working on things, it takes a little bit to get there, no doubt. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's um a one, two, three type of deal. But what the point is of recovery is to get to a place where you have that peace of mind. Meaning you could actually sit with yourself, you could actually sit in your house and not need to be doing, you know, a million different things to distract your mind from operating in a, in a, in a, from oper trying to protect you from yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of people. And again, I'm not, I'm not judging, but I wanted to get to a place and where I'm at now and where I want to stay is I want to be able to sit in, in my own, in my own apartment, in my own place. And maybe I've got no plans for the day, right? And which is rare because I'm pretty busy. But if I have no plans for the day and there's nothing on TV, which I rarely watch anyway, and there's nothing going on, am I able to sit with myself and to actually be content and to actually have peace of mind? And to be totally present in the moment and to be totally okay with where I'm at. And the answer today is 1 million percent yes. And I think that that is a beautiful way of describing what we're trying to achieve here in recovery. It's not needing to like, I need some type of outside influence to make me feel good or to make me be present, you know, or, or to um, distract me from my own thoughts. Recovery is a gift that like it 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 gives us the it gives us the opportunity to introduce us to our true selves. We're able to become our true selves in recovery. And not that people can't smoke weed and, and know their true selves, and I'm not saying that, but like for me, because I was such a radical user and I could not I could not find that peace of mind um, while using a little bit. That just did not exist for me because my peace of mind came when I started using. I didn't think using drugs was the problem. For me, it was the solution. It was the solution to the problems that I thought I had. Until guess what? I chased that high over and over and over again until I burned every single bridge around me and it became... It just added to the destruction of my life on top of the problems that were already there. 
So in order to kind of get away from that way of thinking, me, myself, I'm only speaking for me, I could not get high a little bit here and there. And I could not go to the bar and have a few. It's just not how I operate. And it just will never be how I operate. I, I still can't, I still can't picture how people do that. And I mean, it's like envious. It's like, wow, you know, people can, people can go to the bar and like, or go to a wedding and, and have like a glass of wine or like, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a glass of wine in my life, but like, or they can finish half of, you know, they can have like a beer and then finish maybe a half of another beer and leave it on the, on the table. How? That doesn't even make sense to me. It just, it baffles me. It blows my mind. I'm like, why? What, what is wrong? What, what are you drinking for? You know, that's just how I operate and not everybody operates that way. And that's, and that's a really good thing. You know? So, you know, again, it's just recovery really just gives us the opportunity to live the type of life that we want, you know, and to be able to have peace of mind and to live with, with ourselves. And so I think when you get into the gray area of, hmm, I want to be able to use a little bit one day. It's just not something that's a priority for you right now, you know, and I would totally, I would totally wash my hands with, with that train of thought. And I'm, and I'm saying this because more times than not, it's going to end really badly for, for, you know, for some that, you know, the few that can go to harm, harm reduction as far as like just smoking bud and not, and not going to dope again or, or whatever the case may be. Like I said, I'd be lying if I said that people couldn't do it because there are people that can. And I, and I'm always going to be transparent. I'm never going to say something that is a lie to try to steer people towards something I believe in. That's just not, that's not how I, it's not how I roll. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to be honest and fair always, but I really don't recommend focusing on that. You know, I really, I really think that a lot of our ills, a lot of the problems, a lot of the reasons why we get high can be cured in recovery. And I, I maybe I shouldn't use that word cured. It's, it's, uh, that's a that's a tricky one. Cured isn't a good word because I don't ever want to make it sound like we are cured, like you know, or myself. I'll I'll keep it on me. You know, I don't think that I'm cured from addiction. I think I'm always one stupid choice away from from getting my misery back. I truly I know that for a fact, you know? And that's why I remain abstinent. That's why I remain away from this shit. Because I'm not going to play that game. So I don't ever like the word cured because, you know, I'm still in recovery. You know what I'm saying? I can I can become uncured real quick. <laughs> so, um, you know, those are my those are my thoughts as a really loud motorcycle goes by. What's up, bro? And uh, those are my thoughts for um, for today's episode. And, uh, you know, listen, man, just take it one day at a time, guys, always, you know what I'm saying? Just, just keep it, keep it simple, keep it one day at a time. And, um, 
you know, you ever feel like using or you ever feel like doing something that you really don't know if you should be doing, you always want to check, check in with people that maybe have a, have a, a better perspective. You know what I mean? As far as staying sober goes, always check with people that have your real best interest because sometimes we could trick ourselves into thinking that we have our best interest in it and it's just not smart. You know, I, I always like to play the pros and cons game. And when it comes to this topic in particular of being able to use again uh, or using a, a something different because it wasn't my drug of choice, what are the pros and cons? Just really, just be honest with yourself. What what's the what is the upside of this decision making? And what is the potential downside? You know what I'm saying? And and look at that list. A lot of times there's not a lot to gain. And um and there's a real lot there's a lot to lose. So um so listen guys, I hope everybody has a fantastic rest of the day wherever you are at. And um much love. I'll see you guys on the next one.